man in today's world wants support and guidance when tackling life's problems, but many times we feel that we need to keep our heads high and just deal with it. You know, that's not always the way to handle the issues. Now, there's Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. From health issues to family, workplace, sports, and more, we're here to provide a frank and open discussion of the topics men need to hear. Now, here's your host, Carl Bobo. What's happening, Fundaman? Hope everyone's well out there and to the Funda world out there in general. Uh, what's going on? Hope everybody is off uh, to a good start today. I want to start this program off today by, first of all, uh, wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. And uh, if you don't believe in Christmas or don't celebrate it, uh, happy holidays. You know, But we want everyone to have a uh, happy holiday season. And we're going to encourage everyone, you know, for one to, you know, please be safe and be responsible out there. We we know that uh, holiday season brings with it an increase uh, in adult beverage consumption. And uh, with the roads out there and everything being dangerous, we just want everyone to be very careful out there. Uh, Fundamentally, I'm also want to. Uh, call your attention to the fact that even though it's holiday season and it is a joyous time for uh, many of us, uh, we need to also recognize that it's not always a joyous time for everybody, that some there are those out there that uh, when holidays come around because of circumstances in their own individual lives, that it becomes a sad time. Uh, and a difficult time. So I want to encourage you, fundamentally, to keep your eyes open and your ears open for those who uh, may be uh, experiencing some difficulty during this particular season and uh, see if you can lend a kind word to them or a helping hand. Uh, because fundamentally, look here, that's, that's what we are about. Uh, we are about not only focusing on improving the overall quality of our lives, but at the same time, we want to uh, help improve the quality of everyone that we come in contact with. Uh, so I'm just encouraging you to keep your eyes open for that fundamentally, if you will do that. It would certainly be appreciated not only by me, but I'm sure those with whom you interact with. Uh, to any guests that are new with us today, uh, I say welcome to Fundamentals. Uh, the must-listen-to show here on the Empowerment Channel of Voice America. If you are serious about self-improvement, then this show is for you. So again, I say welcome to Fundamentals, a men's show. That is true. You've heard that right. But as others will tell you, it's also very beneficial to everyone because the information that we provide not only applies to men, but it applies to uh, the world overall. Uh, so uh, again, welcome. I'm your host, Carl Bobo. And uh, again, I just say welcome and uh, look forward to getting to know you a little bit better. Now, Fundament, we started off December. Uh, talking about, you know, we really had one goal, major goal in mind, and that is to get our minds right 
so that we could get off to a fast start in 2017. You know, we, we've identified that one of the problems with many times a year is as we wait to the beginning of the year to try to uh, get our minds right and get started. And the reality of it is how you start the year in many cases is how you will finish the year. So we want to start 2017 off right, which is only a few days away. So in order to do that, uh, we wanted to do some things during December and talk about some things to kind of help get everyone uh, off to a fast track and to help get our minds uh, right. Uh, because those of you that have been listening to me all alone and those of you have been following me and if you read anything that I have written, um, you know I'm a firm believer that before you can get people to act right, you must first get them to start thinking right. Because our actions or fundamentally, even our inactions are a direct reflection of our minds. Now, so to help get our minds right in December to get to prepare us for uh, January 1, we started off this month real quickly. Uh, we started off uh, the first uh, topic that we dealt with in December was have the courage to be you. Because one thing that I wanted to make sure that we understood fundamentally is I don't want you going into 2017 trying to be somebody else. I want you to go into 2017 being you. Because there is absolutely no one that can be you. There is absolutely no one that can replace you. There is no one that can make your specific contribution to this world and society in which we live in. So I want you to not try to be somebody else. I want you to look at the man in the mirror. And if you're part of the funder world, look at the woman, the women in the face in the mirror. And I want you to have confidence and have the courage to be you. And I'll tell you that will end up a lot of stress, reduce it uh, in your lives as well. But then uh, last week, we also, we went to another subject, and then we talked about wrong voices lead to wrong choices. And what I wanted, to understand, I wanted us to understand that as we strive to have the courage to be you, and as we strive to improve and, and be everything that we were designed and created to be, we need to also guard against the different voices that we have around us. In other words, we need to guard against who we really allow to program our mind, or who, who we associate with, because if you have the wrong voices in your ear, then that will lead to you making the wrong choices. And I think that all of us, if we are honest with ourselves and take an inventory of our life, we will recognize that some of the wrong choices we made, it was because we got some bad advice from the wrong people in our lives. So we, we started those two off as a means of really helping to get our mind right uh, as we close out this year and head into the next year. Now today, uh, we wanna continue along this same line of thinking. And I wanted to use, uh, a topic for us to discuss with today, and we want to call this a loser's mentality. 
is a complainer's reality. Let me say that again, Fundament. I hope you got that now. A loser's mentality is a complainer's reality. Look here, Fundament. You know, I'm always looking and I always tell people there's there's illustrations, there's things that are available all around us. I've had people say, hey, where how did you get this particular subject to talk about? Sometimes we just got to open up our eyes and our ears to what's around us. Uh, and that's w- really where I came up with this particular topic. You know, the other day I read a, a great little article last week and and it was a uh, it was one that motivated me to bring this particular topic to you. Uh, the, the topic was not mentioned in the article, but uh, but the overall conversation I thought would be beneficial to fundamen. So uh, the article that I read was, if you all, I don't know if you know that uh, Fox TV series out there called Empire. Uh, and, and one of the stars on that, uh, actors and stars on that program is a lady by the name of Taraji Henson. And in this particular article, they talked about she was uh, at the White House uh, for some type of function and that she was talking to a group of young girls, a group of young minority girls. And she was trying to talk with them about how you deal with sexism in life, uh, how you deal with racism in life and things of that nature. And I loved her straight forth comments. I mean, I, I really did. And I loved them so well that I just said, hey, fundamental can benefit from her statement. That's why I also say that our, our show, even though it is made for men and aimed at men, uh, it's beneficial to women. Here's a statement that we're going to talk about that uh, was made by a woman and to a group of young ladies, but it's also beneficial to men. So it kind of goes vice versa. Now, what Taraja said was, and, and I want you to listen to me as I quote her. She says, as humans, everybody has problems. When you wake up every day, you wake up to obstacles that have to be overcome just in that day. Isn't that so true, Fundament? Every day we got new obstacles. Taraji went ahead and said, she said, I don't complain about Hollywood, that they don't do this for women or they don't do that, that they don't do this or that for even women of color that they don't pay women the same wage as they pay men, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. She said, no. She said, I just keep working because one day you look up and guess what? You're a Golden Globe winner, nominated for an Academy Award. She says, but I could not get there by complaining. She said to those young girls, I really want you to understand that. And then she finished by saying, be courageous enough not to complain. Fundamental, did you get that? I'm gonna say wow for you. To me, wow, what powerful words that were spoken 
by Taraji Henson. From the man, that was some real talk right there. That's the real deal. She kept it real with those young ladies. And, and I think not only would they benefit, but anybody that heard it, and I'm, and I'm guaranteed you're going to benefit from that too. Because see, from the man, what you might not realize is that she actually gave you the secret to success. <laughs> oh, oh, there's a whole lot of books out there talk about, you know, uh, different ways of being successful. Look, she gave you the secret to success right there in her statement. And I'm not sure I could have even said it better. She said, be courageous enough not to complain. Wow, Fundaman. Because see, here's the real, real deal. We all have reasons to complain every single day of our lives. Oh yeah, we've got reasons to complain. It's too hot or it's too cold. My wife nagging me or my children driving me crazy. That's a, that's a reason to complain. It's your job stuff that's driving you crazy or your colleague stuff. Your housing issues are driving you crazy. You complain about that. Or maybe it's a transportation issue. It could be health or wealth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These are just a few of the many issues, fundamental of life. That's just all a part of life. And guess what? No one is immune to them. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter if you're educated or uneducated. Every nationality or sexual orientation, unemployed or employed, is not immune to this. That's life. See, the real issue is how you respond to life and all that it entails. And fundamentally, here's what we need to understand is the choice is actually ours. The choice is yours. I, tr I truly believe that success is a choice. Successful people, they, 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 they do things a little different than others do. Successful people uh, have cultivated that capacity to, to not be complainers. They're, not, they're usually not big complainers. Why? Because complaining takes time. It's unproductive. Fundamentally, when, when you really take some time and you think of people who are chronic complainers in your world, they're usually low achievers. Why? Because the time that you could use accomplishing something, they spend it, waste it, complaining. A big waste of time complaining. Now, you've heard me say before from the man that, you know, I subscribe to the GSD model. And because I'm on radio, I'm being nice, say GSD gets stuff done. You know, that's that's what I subscribe to. You know, I've tried to instill this to, to my sons. You know, nobody wants to hear about your gripes and nobody really wants to hear about your complaints, except guess what? Another miserable person. What's that old saying? Misery loves company. 
you know, a guy named Tom Wilson once said, he said, you know, you can complain because roses have thorns or you can rejoice because thorns have roses. See, it just depends on how you want to look at things and how you want to, you know, interpret things. I choose to rejoice because thorns have roses. Fundamentally, look here, life is not perfect. It never has been. And it never will be. And guess what, Fundamen? This is not bad news. No, it's not. In fact, once we really begin to embrace this reality that life is not perfect, we actually will welcome in a great number of possibilities into our lives. See, so here's the real question, Fundamen. You know, why, why, why then do we complain so much about imperfections. I mean, think about it. We complain about the weather. We complain about traffic. We complain about weeds in the yard. We complain about tight clothing. We complain about misplaced keys, late airplanes, the price of gas, the price of eggs, jobs, or no job, neighbors, crying babies, lazy spouses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we have become a society that is too quick to complain. And it has actually almost become our natural response. And this is what I'm trying to ward you off from, uh, fundamental. That's not going to make stuff happen. Because here's the reality about complaining. Complaining is almost never a positive reaction to our circumstance. No. But this response ought to be, be reconsidered in our lives because it's rarely healthy. It actually feeds and breeds negative responses, fundamentally. Think about this for a second. Complaining, it fosters a negative attitude. So why do I say that? Because it draws our attention to the negative aspects and circumstances around us. And focusing on the negative always brings about, guess what? Greater negativity. It never brings about joy from the man. It only sinks us deeper into our misery. Not only that, complaining, it negatively impacts those around us. Think about it. I mean, Complaints spread negativity by focusing on and drawing attention to the problems around us. And then by doing that, we direct other people towards our problems and our negative. See, again, like I said, misery loves company. Guess what, Fundaman? Not only does it negatively impact those around us, but you know, here's the real deal. It doesn't change our circumstances. <laughs> I mean, I, I've listened to and thought back while I was putting this together about all the times that I complained. And I said, you know what? My complaints actually did nothing about my circumstance. You know what changes your circumstance is when you take action. Complaining doesn't do it. Taking action does, fundamentally. 
you know, uh, complaining, it, it, it actually also disqualifies, as I would say, the value of discomfort in our lives. Now, let me say that again. It disqualifies the value of discomfort in our lives. See, what we need to understand, fundamentally, is discomfort. I don't care whether it's uh, physical or, or emotional. It has some profound benefits in our lives. Some of my greatest lessons that I've learned in life have come from some of my life's most biggest disappointments. You need to understand that, fundamentally. We learn from trials. We learn from difficulties. Uh, you learn how to love for, for when you when you feel unloved. I learned how to love when I went through a pedestal that I didn't feel I was receiving love. You, I've learned how not to be judgmental. How? By the pain I felt when I was misjudged by someone. See, so, you know, complaining disqualifies the value of discomfort in our lives, and we need that discomfort to help us become better people. Complaining is, it's also highly unattractive, and we need to be, keep that real, because you, fundamentally, you know it. You don't even like being around people that complain all the time. We've all complained about people who complain all the time. <laughs> that just drives you crazy. You don't even want to be around them sometimes. You don't want that negative information. It's unattractive. But the opposite side is it's extremely enjoyable being around people that are positive. It's unenjoyable being around people who always bring up the negative. So we, we don't want to be one of those that are always bringing up the negative fundament. And then not only is, is, is it highly unattractive, it also leaves you in the victim mode fundament. I mean, and, and I don't want us to, we don't need to be in the victim mode. We, we are conquerors. We're survivors. We are people that make stuff happen, that get stuff done. But complaining leaves you in the victim mode. You know, one of the greatest obstacles to lasting change is blame. <laughs> and complaining, watch this fundamental, complaining finds its foundation almost entirely in blame. So we're going to continue, keep, keep working on this because I think it's, it's clear as we go into 2017, I want to challenge you to stop complaining. Not to be a complainer, but to rather be a person that takes action. We're going to continue our thoughts in just a moment. We're going to take a break right now, and then we'll come right back. You've been listening to Carl Bobo, uh, Fundamentals, on the Empowerment Channel of Voice America. We will be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. Voiceamerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. Voiceamerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit voiceamerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. Voiceamerica.tv. 
Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. This is Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. To connect with our show, please send an email to carl at choose2embracelife.com. That's K-A-R-L at choose, the number two, embracelife.com. Now, let's get back to Fundamentals. All right, Fundaman, welcome back. Welcome back as we continue our discussion on a loser's mentality is a complainer's reality. And I tell you, Fundaman, one of the reasons that I really wanted to talk about this is because Fundaman are winners. Fundaman are not losers. Fundaman, as I said, are conquerors, are survivors, are make stuff happen type people. And just in case, you've kind of got pulled into that complaining side a little bit. We want to kind of correct it so that you can be all that you can be and that nobody can call you a loser, uh, but that you, they can call you as somebody who is really someone who's making a positive contribution uh, to this powerful world that we live in. So as we continue that thought, I want to give you a few things that I want you to consider uh, as we continue this discussion about basically the implications and impact of complaining. You know, I want you to uh, consider fundamentally the importance of adopting to change or adapting to change, so to speak. You know, think about it. Adapting. I mean, many of us complain only because we have never considered the alternative. I mean, sometimes it can be something that's just done, you know, haphazardly. We don't even realize we're doing it. And we haven't considered the alternative. You know, I mean, we've never been alerted to its harmful effects, both in us and even around us. Never even considered that there may be actually a better way. So I want you to consider the importance of adapting to change. But if we are to be honest with ourselves, most of us would prefer to give life rather than to drain life with our words. I mean, most of us, I mean, we, we don't want to take away from life. We don't want to be a, a negative influence on life and in the world around us. But sometimes you may not even recognize that your, your, your complaints actually cause that. So what I want to challenge you to do, fundamentally is just determined to do just that. You know, hey, I want to make a positive contribution to society and not necessarily a negative one. Another thing I want you to consider is I want you to really embrace, how do I say, the the recognition of an imperfect world. I mean, I want you to, I want you to really embrace this. This world is not perfect. Life is not going to always provide you what you would like or expect at every turn, fundamentally. That's not how the world is. 
We need to understand there will be trouble. There will be issues in life. There will be trials in life. There will be pain in life. These, again, are a part of life. Some time ago, I told you that life is like an onion. You've got to peel it one layer at a time. And sometimes it will make you cry. But Thunder Man, guess what? That's okay. See, the sooner we stop fantasizing about a world that revolves around you and us, the sooner we can embrace life and make a positive contribution. See, here's the reality, Thunder Man. Imperfections and discomfort should not surprise us. No. And guess what? You aren't the only one experiencing it. <laughs> I'm telling you, sometimes when we, we, we get in to, to start having difficulties in life and you start having your little pity party and you act as if what's going on with you is only happening to you. No, that's not, that's not it. See, that's one of the reasons that I really don't like to be around a lot of people that complain because the reality of it is they're assuming that I don't have issues. They're assuming that everything is, is perfect every day that I wake up. And folks, that's just unrealistic. You know, so so we need to, we, we've got to embrace the recognition of an imperfect world. Another thing I want you to think about and consider is understand the difference between helpful criticism and a complaint. And you need to understand, there is a difference. Helpful, constructive criticism is okay. Understand what's the difference. See, there are times when it is entirely appropriate to raise attention to a wrong that's being committed, something that's not right. It's, it's, so that's, there's nothing wrong with that. And this should not ever be discouraged. And I, I don't want you to mistake the difference between the two. No, constructive criticism or help from criticism is needed fundamentally. So understand that. But that's actually different than a complaint. And we'll try to uh, clarify that as we continue uh, with the program. Um, I want you to also think about this fundamentally. Be, be, be mindful of your audience. I think sometimes when, when people get caught up in complaining a lot, they're, they're not even paying attention to those that are around them. Be mindful of your audience. And here's the thing you need to think about. Are you speaking to someone who can actually solve the problem or has a vested interest in bringing about a resolution? Did you hear that fundamentally? Be mindful of your audience. I mean, who, who are you talking to when you're complaining? Are you just complaining for complaint's sake? Or are you really speaking to someone who can help solve this? Therefore, that might, it might actually be helpful criticism then. Are you talking to someone who has a vested interest in making a resolution? Because the reality, what did I say before, is that 
we're about making action. Taking action is what changes things, not complaining about the situation. So if you if you're talking to someone who uh, has a vested interest, if you're talking to someone who literally has the ability and the, uh, to, to, to provide a resolution, guess what? Use problem solving language, not complaining language, but problem solving language. Here is a situation so and so that that I've uncovered. You know, and here are the implications of that. You know, what are your thoughts and how can we get around that? So use problem solving language instead of not complaining. I mean, I want you also to avoid starting a conversation with a complaint. I mean, we're going to go into 2017 and make some stuff happen and get off to a fast start and all that good stuff. We've got to avoid starting conversations with a complaint. Matter of fact, you know, I've had that happen to me where somebody has come in front of me and the first thing that they do is start complaining. The first conversation that come out of their mouth. I haven't seen you in, in, in a year. And then as soon as we sit down, the first thing they do is start complaining. Man, your walls start going up right then. So, so fundamentally, avoid starting a conversation with a complaint. Take notice how often you begin a conversation with a complaint. I mean, think about it. I mean, pay attention to what you say. Because, see, sometimes and many times, subconsciously, people use complaint as a tactic to get a heightened response. And what I want you to understand, get rid of this, remove this from your arsenal. This is not something that you want to do. Start with something positive. Start with something cheerful. As I said earlier, everybody has something to complain about, so they don't need you to start a conversation with a complaint. Matter of fact, that conversation will go a whole lot better if you start talking about how beautiful things are around them. Maybe the sun shining bright, the ability to walk, move, talk. You know, you guys have heard me say before that when people say, how am I doing? I'm first thing I say, I'm vertical, I'm good. Because I'm smart enough to understand that I could be horizontal. And as long as I'm vertical, it's a good day. And and that's what attracts people. Wonder Man, uh, I want you to also to, and this is a little difficult, but I want you to kind of refuse to complain for the sake of validation. And I think sometimes people start doing this. They don't mean to do it, but sometimes they do it. And I want you to fight that urge, refuse to complain for the sake of validation. And you know what I'm talking about, about this is, you know, for example, you, you, you've run across people from the men out there who uh, you talk to and say, hey, how are things going? And they just say, oh, good gosh, I'm so busy. I got this, I got this going on, this, 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 and this. And, and it's their way of kind of subtly communicating their importance. Want you to really understand how important they are in life, you know, how important they are on their job. Don't seek to impress people with your complaints, fundamental, because it's actually not impressive. So don't do it. Here's something I want you to think about also. I want you to consider, fundamental. 
because I don't want you to waste time complaining. I want you to waste time, I mean, uh, uh, of making stuff happen. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to notice your triggers. Yeah. Notice your triggers. See, change starts with awareness. How often do you complain? Pay attention to this and ask yourself these questions. What are the topics or subject that your complaints usually uh, revolve around? You know, what are you what, what are your complaints normally about? Maybe pay attention. Is there a specific time of day that you're more apt to complain? Maybe maybe you're a morning complainer. Pay attention to this. Because that may be something that you can do about it. And there may be a reason that you find yourself complaining in the morning. Maybe an afternoon complainer. Pay attention to this. Notice your triggers. What's causing this? Are you an evening complainer? Do you complain when, when your spouse is at home only? That's something you need to think about. Do you complain when drinking a cup of coffee? Do you complain with friends at work? Do you complain uh, at a bar with your friends? And see, once you've identified, then what we can do is uh, you can change some things. I mean, once you really identify those things, once you once you understand those triggers, then you could avoid certain uh, situations that cause you to complain. And I want to make sure that we get that. Be less judgmental, fundamental. That's another thing that's going to help you with you uh, not complaining a lot. Be less judgmental. Because here, here's the thing. Judging a person actually does not define who they are. No. It actually defines who you are. Compliment others first. Don't complain. Compliment. Try to come. You know, matter of fact, that old saying, and we've all heard it many times before. If you have nothing good to say, stay quiet. Keep your mouth closed. You know, I've learned years ago. I said every time, you know, when you think about when I point my finger at somebody else, I got three fingers that are actually pointed back at me. You, you, you point your finger at somebody and look, look what's actually pointing at you. So therefore. To me, I don't have no business pointing my finger at anybody else when I got three fingers pointing back at me. I got enough issues to take care of Carl Bobo. I don't have time to be worrying and being judgmental about somebody else. Fundamentally, I also want you to embrace the idea of experimentation. Now, now, now hear me on this, because I, I want you to understand where I'm going with this. You know, see, if you are a complainer, if this is something that has been a part of your life and you find that you do this quite often, going from a complainer, a constant complainer, to never complaining is unrealistic. That's not going to happen. So what I want you to do when I say embrace the idea of experimentation, and instead of uh, uh, even having that as a goal, I want you to experiment a little bit. So start trying to, to, to not complain for short, brief periods of time. You know, maybe you, you start off by saying, I'm not going to complain for one day. I'm going to go 24 hours and make a concentrated effort and not complain. 
And once you successfully accomplish this, then experiment a little more and see about see if you can go a week. And if you're able to get through a week of non-complaining, then experiment some more and see if you can come go maybe go a month. And see, what we've got to understand from the man is that the short periods will allow for a more concentrated effort. And at the same time, this is going to help foster your uh, increased sensitivity. So you'll be paying attention to this thing a little bit more. You'll be focused more in tune to who you are. And let me give you you a couple more things I want you to consider right quick, and then we're going to take another break. I want you to use what I call as the, the but positive technique. You said, what the heck is the butt positive technique? Carl, what you talking about? All right, think about it. If you find yourself from the man griping about something, doesn't matter what it is, I want you to add a but and say something positive. We're trying to help, we're trying to help get you to the point of non-complaining. So here's an example. I don't like driving in rush hour traffic. But I'm thankful I have a car to drive. I'm thankful I have gas to put in the car to drive. And I'm thankful that I have a, dr- a job that I can drive to. You see what I'm saying? Can you see where I'm going from the man? Start adding a but in there. It can help you get to a point that you stop complaining so much and, and hopefully get to a point that you can eliminate it uh, altogether. Another thing I want you to do is change your terminology. And change, what I mean by that is I want you to change have to to get to. <laughs> uh, somebody said, what, what are you talking about? Think about it. I have to pick up the kids today. That's a complaint versus saying, guess what? I get to pick up the kids today. Now, that's a positive statement. These are ways that you can change your mind. You see, our mind is just like a computer. And we've got to reprogram it if you've been a constant complainer before. So you've got to change little things in hopes of eventually changing your, your mind. So you change a complaining voice to an appreciative heart. And guess what, fundamental? When you do this, you'll feel so much better the more you focus on the positive over time. Hey, look here. Let's take a break right quick, and then we'll come back with our uh, last section of the Man Down piece. So you've been listening to the Empowerment uh, Channel on Voice America, Fundamentals with Carl Bobo, and we will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking on the stars, life is bigger than it seems. Getting 
inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning Healthy Living Power Hour. Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. This is Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. To connect with our show, please send an email to carl at choose2embracelife.com. That's K-A-R-L at choose, the number two, embracelife.com. Now, let's get back to Fundamentals. All right, Fundaman, welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, look here. What we're going to do right now is we're going to we're going to change up in our man down section and 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 deal with some of the questions that you guys have emailed uh, to me. Matter of fact, I've had a couple that were emailed to me the last few days and then excuse me, one right now while we're live on the air. So we're going to I'm going to try to deal with uh, some of these questions right now because we can talk about complaining all day long. But the reality of it is, I think you get the gist of the ma- the gist uh, of the message. And that is. Look here, complaining is not productive. Get get rid of it. Become a person that's busy. Become a person that's making stuff happen. You won't have time to complain, and therefore you'll see a lot more success in your life. Uh, let, let's take a few questions that have come in, because I think this is important, being that it is your show. It's not my show, and we want to make sure that we do answer some of the questions as they come in. Got one right here from Al from Mesa, Arizona. Al, this is Carl, I have a problem that I've been struggling with my entire life. And he says, that is my inability to say no. He says, for some unknown reason, when I am asked to do something, even if I don't want to do it, I just can't say no. And he has in big bold print the word help. (laughs) Oh, I'm glad you sent this in the other day because, uh, just to give me some time to think about this a little bit. But you're not the only person that has this kind of problem. I mean, there's a lot of people that they really struggle to say no, and and it actually causes problems in their life. Matter of fact, uh, I found that some research that was conducted by the University of California in San Francisco, and it shows that uh, the more difficulty you have in saying no, the more likely that you are to experience stress in your life and burnout in your life and even depression. And he says, you know, and, and, and all of this can erode your self-control. Because see, if you think about this fundamentally, and, and Al, I want you to think about this especially because you're the one who wrote in the question. Saying no 
is indeed a major self-controlled challenge for many people. No itself. It is a it's a powerful word that you should never be afraid to to wield. No, you shouldn't. Never be afraid of it. When it's time to say no, emotionally intelligent people avoid phrases like I don't think I can or I'm not certain. No, 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 no. See, saying no to a commitment actually honors your existing commitments. Now, let me say that again. I want to make sure we're clear. Saying no out to a commitment. I'm talking about a new commitment now. Something that somebody is trying to get you now to do. It actually honors your existing commitments and gives you the opportunity to successfully fulfill them. So, so Al, what I want you to do is, is remind yourself that in saying no, I mean, think, think about it now. It's an act of self-control and that it will increase your future self-control by preventing uh, the negative effects of overcommitment. And all of us <laughs> have found ourselves from one time or another to have that we kind of overextended ourselves or overcommitted ourselves. And we felt that stress and we felt that burnout and all of that kind of stuff. So so uh, saying no is actually a positive thing. It's it's control. We got Ramon from Texas sent us something. He said, Carl, look here, the holidays make me sad. And he says, uh, any suggestions? Well, Ramon, I actually, I actually don't have any suggestions because the relative, you, you haven't given me a whole lot right here because I don't know why the holidays make you sad. Uh, did you lose a loved one around this time? Do you have not have a job? Are you alone? Uh, I just don't have a, a whole lot of information on your email. But, but, but from a high level suggestion, I'm going I'm to throw something out there for from a high level perspective. Ramon, do something that reminds you of who you are. You know, we all joke about having some me time. You know, I, I need some time for myself. But what, 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 what really is me time? So, Ramon, I want you to think about that. It's making time for those activities that we feel most authentically about ourselves doing. You know, I mean, when, when the mask off, when, when, when you're sitting alone and you, you're not trying to fake in front of somebody. So when all the mask off, that you can just be you and have some me time, you know, and, and, and I want you to focus in on to, can, this can help you during these holidays. I don't care if you're going for a run. I don't care if you're just running around dancing in your house, you know, maybe depending upon what era you are, you're cranking up the latest 90s, the latest 90s music or 2000 or 80s, depending upon your age. But but turning the volume up real loud in the house and just having some quality me time, make time for those moments. Uh, you'd be surprised there. They, they really are incredibly uh, rejuvenating. So, uh, Ramon, I'm sorry to give you a high-level answer from that perspective, but based on uh, the limited information you gave me, that's the best that I can do. Uh, David from Salt Lake sent something, and he said, Carl, my problem is I'm extremely unorganized. <laughs> and this drives my wife crazy, which causes issues. Oh, yeah, well, well I, I get that sometimes because uh, I think we all uh, can, can be a little bit unorganized from here, here there from time to time. 
Uh, he says, I know this seems basic, but do you have any organizational advice? I got to be careful on this one because I'm sure my wife will turn this program on. If she's not listening to it live, uh, she'll turn this on uh, sometime tonight and she'll recite my advice. But look here, David, uh, let, let, let's look at your answer and approach uh, your question from a different perspective. You know, people joke about new ideas uh, being in short supply. But I think the one resource that's really scarce is the thing called spare time. I mean, do you know anybody that has any spare time? Nah. Yet we waste so much time by being unorganized. You know, think about it. We touch certain things two, three times before we make a decision to do something with it. You know, you come home, you grab the mail out the mailbox, and then you throw it on the counter. You know, then all of a sudden, you're getting ready to cook dinner. So what do you do? You move it from the counter to the table. And then when you put the plates on the table, you move it from the table somewhere else. And we spend even more time looking for where we ended up putting it. <laughs> you know, have a place, an organized place to put those things uh, uh, so, so when you get a minute. You know, I don't care if it's your, you know, maybe it, it could be something that from your children's school. I don't know. Maybe it's a, a report card, a permission slip or something like that. But uh, uh, so you have an organized place where you can put it so you know where to get it. And, and, and guess what? You'll find that you have more time because you once you become more organized. So, David, what I'm really trying to say, because our time is running away quickly, is that allow your motivation for organization to be time for you, spare time, and not necessarily the nagging and complaints of your wife. Hey, let's see if we get another one in right quick. Matt from Greenville, South Carolina. He said, Carl, look here, my issue is taking initiative and getting started on one of the many ideas I have in my mind. I just can't seem to get motivated to take uh, the thoughts from my mind and put them down on a piece of paper. Do you have any help from me? Well, Matt, you know, that's kind of interesting because, you know, I, I do do some writing right now. And uh, so I'm going to come to you from a writer's mentality uh, to try to advise you if, if possible. Uh, but think about it. You know, most writers spend countless hours brainstorming their characters and ideas and plots uh, and even write a page after page. And they don't even know if they're going to ever even include it in the books. They do this because they know that uh, ideas take time to develop. Uh, we tend to freeze up as people when it's time to get started because we know that our ideas, that our ideas are not perfect, and what and what we produce might not be any good. But how can you produce anything great if you don't get started and give your idea time to evolve? Uh, Arthur Jody. Picot summarized the importance of avo- of avoiding perfectionism uh, perfectly. She said, "Look here." You can edit a bad page, but you can't edit a blank page. Think about it, Matt. Go ahead and get started. It doesn't have to be perfect, but get started. Hey, look here, uh, Fundaman, I would like to continue and go on to some more, but our time is up. We got to get out of here. Again, I want to say happy holidays to you all. Enjoy some time with family, friends, and loved ones. Enjoy some time with yourself. Uh, Go back over your notes, and we'll reconvene next week for our last show of 2016. Again, you've been listening to Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. Man up, and I say man out.
Thanks for listening this week to Fundamentals. Please join your host, Carl Bobo, again next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an awesome week.